episode 178 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal De Quincy. Hey there. Hi there. Hope everybody's doing okay. Hello there. <sighs> Sorry we're a little late this week. Life be life. And... That happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How you doing, man? I am doing great. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, lots to talk about this week. I was very surprised when you brought up our topic, like when we're kind of getting ready, like the topics you wanted to discuss. I was like, okay, all right, that sounds good. Yeah, they were like the biggest topics of the week, and I wanted to talk about them before you know it it got next too week. late. Yeah, before next week. Ooh, just barely made it cut off. Before <laughs> before all that. So I was listening to a podcast from of mine. Um it's called the Insanity Report. Um They've been on a he been on a break for about a year or so. Finally popped back with all the craziness in the world, and uh, the main guy Chris he was talking about how he's been podcasting for over a decade. I was like, oh, I wonder how long we've been doing this on and off. So I went into the uh, Apple, what's it called? Not that uh, the, the 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 podcast app, and I tried to scroll all the way down to our first episode, couldn't find it, so I had to go to old blogger. <laughs> old blogger <laughs> log in scroll all the way down and see that our very first podcast was published july 8 2014 ah uh, yes wow yes we been did doing... our first demo before that yeah earlier that year we did many demos yeah but uh yeah july 8th 2014 wow it's a very interesting time of like literally in that year that was man we really did it that's when the first episode was recorded that's when the first one that we actually published out for people to hear was recorded right we did a bunch of them before that yeah a bunch of them using licensed music that no longer exists (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah okay man that was literally in the middle of the end. That was right before you, that time. That was right before you left the Astros, wasn't it? Uh, no, my the, the, I, my final season was 2013. Oh, okay. So it was right after you left. That was my 20. It was your final season. Mm, yeah, 2015 was my fit, my final season. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, uh, 2014 July. That was. Like literally like the beginning of the end. If you remember that time of my life. In my life. The beginning. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally, I think that week even. It's <laughs> something like around that time. <clears throat> I I don't Very remember I I remember I got stuck in church for three hours. Thanks to you. Oh well, I mean not that not not exactly then, but at some point during that time. Oh, 
Oh, okay. I remember that. But yeah, we've been doing this on and off for almost eight years. Eight years, two computers ago for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, long ass time. And I'm scrolling through, he, through this blogger and see on his podcast, and I also see all these articles that I used to write. Like, oh, I used to write on here. <laughs> I always think about doing it again, but I'm always worried. What if I'm not good? What if it sucks? What if people don't want to read it? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, you've always had an eye for it, I think, or a, a pen for it. Like putting the words out there. And you know what you're talking about. You did, I remember you did an interview. Oh, I did one where, what was the one? Oh, no, it was about basically, football. yeah, about um, people. Football. Yeah, if, talking about. Um, it was during all when CTE was becoming really big. And I just interviewed a bunch of parents asking if they would let their sons play football. And I just put, I don't know, got the responses, edited down, put it up. It still might be one of the highest view things back in the day. Ah, many, many, many moons ago. I don't know. Maybe one day I'll get back into it. I hate to make promises because I made that promise a couple of times ago. And I even have like articles here that I started and never finished. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> maybe one day you pester me, people get on Facebook and bother me. Maybe <laughs> I get to it. Um, so anyway, we're here to talk about a couple of things besides our past. Um, so let's start with the Oscars. The nominations for the 2022 Academy Awards came out on Tuesday. Did you happen to see them? I did not. Oh, okay. this is one of the things. This is one of the topics I was surprised to hear you want to talk about. It's it's, big, it's huge news. I mean, they've announced today that they're doing a uh, a rotating um, trio of hosts. Okay. Because I think it was was it? I know for sure it was in 2019. They didn't have a host. Was it? the 2022 as well i mean 2020 comma two um it might have been or was it i remember kevin hart was the host one day and had to back out because he wouldn't apologize and i i remember i came out here and said we want to apologize because you hurt someone because you apologized before yet if your wife asked you to apologize for cheating on her like you did you wouldn't be like oh no i'm not gonna apologize you have flowers on DoorDash in the instant. Anyway, <laughs> so let's talk about the uh, Oscar nominations. So you have no idea of any of these best picture nominations. I'm looking at them right now. No, don't look at them. Don't look at them. Don't look at them. Oh, don't go look through. at them? Yeah, I want to oh, add. Okay. I just, I'm just going to go through. Okay. And I'm going to ask you every, if you even heard of these movies. I raise. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I didn't hear, I didn't hear any announcements I, I oh there's one announcement that i heard mm. but it was just because th- i have a story i have a reason why i know about this particular announcement but. oh do you want to tell a story right now no when we get to it we can all right so i'm just gonna run through these best picture nominations because these to me is always the most the oddest thing to me when these pictures get nominated and you never heard of them so anyway start <laughs> belfast never heard of it never okay do you want to know what it's about 
All right, Belfast. I'm gonna go to Google. Look at the Google. A semi-autobiographical film which chronicles which chronicles the life of a working class family family and their young son's childhood during the turmoil of the late 1960s in the Northern Ireland capital. Ooh, doesn't that sound like a gas? Yeah. <laughs> Next, Coda. <laughs> Coda, no, I didn't hear that one. Coda is acronym that stands for child or children of deaf adults. It's like a coming of age movie where this girl, uh, she lives with her family and both her parents and her brother are deaf and she just tries to navigate through that life while, you know, being able to hear. Right. So let me, before we move on, uh, mm-hmm. what categories are you going to go over? I'm just doing best picture. I don't feel like- Just best picture? Okay. Yeah. The only reason why I have actually heard of that movie is because my mom, I think my mom saw it. She did see it, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. She saw it because I think it was on one of the streaming. I think it's a streaming movie. It's like Amazon Prime or something. Um, and she told me about it. She, I, she enjoyed it. And apparently the guy, the, the guy who plays the dad, mm-hmm. who is deaf in real life, he, um, he was nominated for supporting actor. Best Supporting Actor, mm-hmm. and it's the, you know, the first time a deaf, no, it's not the first time a deaf person, or maybe for a deaf male actor, because a deaf woman won Best Actress, like, in the 90s, but um, Marley Madlin, is her name is, but anyways, yeah, yeah, so I think it's the first deaf man, male? Yeah, Troy Kotsur. Yeah. So that's the only reason why I know, because she was like, she posted about it on Facebook. And uh, I was like, oh, that's cool. I don't remember her telling me about that. So I'm vaguely familiar with it. I hear it's good, at least through one from one person. So then I'll probably trust mom more than anybody in the world. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on. Don't look up. Why? Why? Something. That's the movie, fool. Oh, I thought you were looking at my screen or something. No, I'm not. Don't look up. Uh, wait, wait, well, wait. I, well, I guess you haven't heard this movie, so no. <laughs> it's, it was a net. It's a Netflix movie. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio oh, and yeah. um, what's her name, Jennifer Lawrence, are in it, and yeah, they play right. scientists who see a meteor coming to hit the Earth. And they try to warn everybody, but no one wants to listen. I Is think it like the, a comedy, like a dark black it, comedy. Yeah, <laughs> it's a dark comedy. It's like way too real for the times that we we're living in right now right yeah uh i heard about i heard about that one um so what's that that's two movies for you and one for me yes all right drive my car drive my car mm-hmm. no uh, what do i have this one all right drive my car is an aging widow actor seeks a chauffeur. The actor turns to his go-to mechanic who, who ends up recommending a 20-year-old girl. Despite their initial misgivings, a very special relationship develops between the two. I feel like we see one of these movies every year. It's like, oh, we don't like each other, but then something happens where we are best friends at the end. <laughs> it's like, uh, shit, what was that movie? Gran Torino? Mm-hmm. It's a tale as old as time. Yeah, I had never heard of that movie until, until I saw the nomination. Uh, moving on, Dune. 
I think both heard of that one. I've heard of it. Didn't see it. Me neither. It was on HBO Max. I, I just never got around to it. Yeah. But everybody was talking about it. Yeah. If anything, that should win because everybody saw that, except for me and you. Everybody <laughs> saw that movie. I'm afraid it doesn't work that way. <laughs> well, I'm just if it this. worked on box office, Spider-Man No Way Home would be leading, running away with all this. And That's what I'm saying. Come man. close to a nomination. Um, after Dune, King Richard. Again, I heard of it. Mm-hmm. Didn't watch it. It was mm-hmm. on HBO Max as well, mm-hmm. but um, the trailer looked good. And yeah, I mean, it was one of those movies where I had someone who was like, oh, let's watch that movie. And I was like, all right. And then we just never did. All I know is what I've heard Will Smith acted his ass off. That's all I got. Next one Licorice Pizza. Another one I've heard of, mm-hmm. Paul Thomas Anderson directed. Yes. Um, you know, it's one of those, you know, coming of age type movies. I think it's set in the seventies or something like that. So um, let me tell you how I found about this movie. Mm-hmm. So during the uh, press run, he was, you know, just talking to the press and they were asking him about, you know, the Marvel movies and how they're basically propping up uh, theaters right now. And, you know, all these fancy fancy directors will take this time to say oh it's not real cinema it's not um they're just copying paste movies and everything even though if marvel movies stopped the entire theater industry as we know it would fail right now and paul thomas Anderson was like no no they're, they're good movies they're they're great i enjoy them and i was like oh that's refreshing an act a uh, director who doesn't take pot shots at marvel so i was like oh you know what? i'm gonna pay attention goes you know pay attention to this movie maybe and go see it and learn about maybe it even root for it yeah even root for it then i saw <laughs> the main plot point in the movie involves a 15 year old boy falling in love and receiving love from a 23 year old girl or i'm sorry woman yeah. and i was like well that's enough for me <laughs> Yeah, that's the 70s. It's the 70s for you, man. You know? Um, and what's crazy to me, like, reviewers don't even bring that fact up. It's like, you guys don't find that remotely creepy that it's a 15-year-old kid getting involved with a 23-year-old woman? Not at all. Okay. Look, this is uh, a comedian that I follow has a big issue with this in terms of because of how offended people get by jokes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like his big thing is like comedians can't tell jokes that are offensive but we still we still you know then why do we cast people to be pedophiles why do we cast people to be murderers and and rapists and things like that and then applaud them with nominations right when it's a visual medium like like the audience why isn't the audience why is the audience too sensitive for a joke that's just said by a guy or a girl as opposed to something they watch being acted out by someone both of them are performance pieces Mm -hmm. and one is way more visual in terms of brutality or sexuality or you know there's overall intensity compared to someone getting their feelings hurt from a joke like and and i agree with i agree with that i mean why do we you know we we celebrate one thing but then we 
we lambast another and it just, it doesn't make any sense. You know, and especially in, at a time when, you know, we're trying to be more sensitive to those, to these topics. I think people just hold, <clears throat> they just look at comedy as a lower art form. Of course. And so any jokes they, they make, they're automatically seen as crass. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, art, it's, um, movies, it's high art. It's the cinema, it's the theater. It's, mm-hmm. it's for intellectuals. So if something's in there that's a little icky, it's like, oh, well, I can overlook it because by overlooking it, it makes me seem smarter and better. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you with your comedy shows and they're in the chuckle hut, it's peasant. It's just how we look at it's just how society looks. Some things are just held up to a different standard for mm-hmm. dumb reason. But you're but you're right, and the comic is right. It's like if you're gonna shame someone for making a pedophile joke, I mean you should shame them for making a movie that involves pedophilia. Acting it out, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm reading now with that movie. Uh moving on. Nightmare Alley. I've never that. All right. Uh Gil, uh, Bradley Cooper, uh, what's his name? Guillermo del Toro. Okay. Well, it's oh. two Bradley Cooper movies yeah. that are nominated. Isn't he in Licorice Pizza? Is he? Or is that Ben Affleck? Dude, I have no idea. I look up. But let me go back to. Let me get Nightmare Alley. In 1940s New York, Donald is luck Stanton Carlisle endears himself to a clairvoyant and her mentalist husband at a traveling carnival. Using newly acquired knowledge, Carlisle crafts a golden ticket to success by swindling the elite and wealthy. Hoping for a big score, he soon hatches a scheme to con a dangerous tycoon with help from a mysterious psych- uh, psychiatrist who might be his most formidable opponent yet. Wow. Made it seem interesting, didn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was the other movie you asked if he's in? Licorice Pizza. Yeah, he is. He is? Okay. Mm-hmm. He's like the adult male presence in the movie. That just lets it go. And anyway, they're going to keep on going. Uh, Power <laughs> of the Dog. No, I haven't heard that one either. Oh, do I even have that one up? Let's see. What's Power of the Dog about? Did the... A domineering rancher responds with mocking cruelty when his brother brings home a new wife and her son until the unexpected comes to pass. Um, so, yeah, so I'm guessing his brother dies and he has to take care of his brother's his brother's wife and kid. Hmm. <laughs> I really should start reading the reviews on these audience <laughs> reviews for um, Power of the Dog. One star. One of the most painful painfully dull films i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> and it got uh, nominated that's crazy uh google has it at three stars but again if you took google's advice like i said spider-man would be the runaway winner and last movie uh west side story i've heard of that so I was out of 10 movies you heard of what like six 
yeah. What do you say? Coda, Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, West Side Story, and what was the other? Pizza. All right, so that was what? Yeah, Yeah, six. I don't know. I didn't count. (laughs) Yeah, six. Yeah. We are just not. These awards are not made for us. No. I'm not a I'm not a film buff, you know. Does anyone I, under the age of 30 care about the Academy Awards? Um Not that I know of. Like except for people who actually, you know, work yeah. in film or or view themselves an actor an actor <laughs> yeah, yeah say right actor i don't know i just brought it up because it's it's interesting to see all these movies that make the best picture nomination and like I, not you, spider-man you can combine the one movie all, that I, everybody saw yeah you can combine all these movies together and they probably made half the money that spider-man did yeah i don't i think dune either dune or how much is king richard made both of those movies, even if they were popular, they were in HBO Max. Let's yeah. see. Dune box office almost four hundred million. Mm-hmm. And King Richard, come on, Wikipedia, don't let me down. Thirty-three million. If you had to pick three comic book movies that you've seen this year, nominated? No, no, to be nominated. All time. All time. <sighs> okay. Dark Knight. Easily. <laughs> oh shit! You said three. I only pick three. Pick as many as you'd like, but I, I'm 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 gonna try and limit it. Limit Let's my th- picks to three. Okay, so Dark Knight, I think Dark Knight number one will it Infinity War? Okay, and uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Nice, yeah, you know what? I like those three picks, those are strong because I mean, they're all just they're good stories, like that's. Isn't that part of what makes a, a, a good movie a good movie? Is is a strong story, uh, you know, strong characters? Yes. And if I remember correctly, Dark Knight is the reason why the Academy Awards went to 10 movies because it didn't get nominated. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to that, a Black Panther got nominated um, a couple of years later. And I love Black Panther. It's just the last act the CGI kind of holds it back. That's why I didn't, I didn't nominate it. And man, I was really struggling to try to find like a DC movie. And I was like, ah, oh. Batman will do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a friend of mine asked um, on Twitter, he was like, if you ranked all the DC, EU, and MCU movies, what would be the first 
DCE movie that you named and where would it rank? That would be the Dark Knight, probably. No, 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 DCEU. So none oh, of DCEU. the Christopher, yeah, none of the Chris Nolan movies. Oh, wow. Um, see, I haven't seen all of them. That's how bad I, I've heard they are. I haven't seen all of them either. Um, I know which one's not making that as Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> And I think my answer was like the first movie, DC movie, probably being the 20 something range. And for me, it'd probably be the Suicide Squad, the James Gunn one. Wow. Yeah, huh. you're trying to think now, aren't you? Yeah. Well, again, because I haven't seen them all. So it is really tough. Because. I mean, I liked. Um, I didn't mind the those uh, Zack Snyder films. I didn't think they were. I didn't think they were awful. But I don't know if like they would be. I don't know how high I would rank them over any any of the Marvel movies. Yeah. Well, I, I, at this point, I don't have any. Man versus Man of Steel, Steel was 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 okay. Yeah. Su- Batman versus Superman, no. Justice League, like I gave him a pass on the first Justice League because that was so obviously um, mishandled by mm-hmm. WB and um, uh, what's his name that they brought in? Joss Whedon. Yeah, the pervert Joss Whedon. I give a pass for that. I don't really put that on him, but I'm not spending four hours to watch his Justice League. Oh, no. no, Uh, no, I'm sorry. No. Someone's going to have to pay us to go through and review that, and no one's stepped forward yet, so that's not happening. But yeah, um, you'll get a chance. The the Suicide Squad, second one, that was good. Don't watch Suicide Look, look at the Suicide squad poster and look and see which black man is there. If it's Will Smith, you avoid it. If it's Idris Elba, watch it. Okay. That's, that's a good call. Help you out right now. All right. Um, I think it's about movies. Ready for the next one? Sure. All right. Moving on. Um, I was over at my grandma's house last weekend and when I went over there, she had the Winter Olympics on. So that's the only reason why this topic made the board. Um, Winter Olympics, a.k.a. White People Deserve a Medal too, a.k.a. the All Lives Matter um, oh. Olympics. <laughs> I, uh, the Winter Olympics by itself is such a it's a task to watch. They're boring um, sports. And this year in particular, where the Olympics are happening on the other side of the planet, like by the time like it comes on NBC or Peacock, you already know who won the race. Because <laughs> right. it's like watching the old NBA finals on tape delay. <laughs> like imagine like if MB- if uh, ABC was like, oh, coming up next, game seven of the NBA finals, it's the, oh, shit, who's going to make it this year? Warriors versus Bucks on on Sunday night, but they play. Yeah, you heard it Saturday. You They played Saturday. You didn't hear anything here. I didn't think, I'm not picking anything. <laughs> we got to talk about that trade deadline one day. But yeah, I, I find the, the Olympics for like even the summer games I barely watch. 
and that's because of basketball. But the Winter Olympics, I mean, it's just it's tedious. The event I watched while I was over at my grandma's house was this, like the ski jump where they come down, they jump off this eight foot um, ramp and they fly and they try to hit this target or as close as possible. And I don't like the the camera angle is weird because they have like, you know, how NFL has the first down marker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have the marker where the where the uh, jumper needs to land, but the angle that they show is like off kilter. So when they land, you really can't tell if they landed five feet before it or ten feet after it. <laughs> and I swear to God, what the announced crew, I I I don't think they're in the same place all of them because of our our um, current relations with uh, China. So they were like talking over each other, which is very annoying. And then one of the guys was like, Yeah, um, you know, these events, especially ski jumping events, they normally have been dominated by like these um Nordic countries. I'm like, you don't say <laughs> I like you just give the game away for free. Why don't you, my friend? <laughs> I just want to talk about it real quick because I don't <laughs> podcast I listen to TV I watch no one talks about the Winter Olympics I just wanted to say something they suck that's why no one's talking now with the Winter Olympics honestly we don't need all those games in Winter Olympics you cut them down to like curling speed skating and hockey and we'll be fine <laughs> No thoughts? You gonna let that ride? I mean, that's that's how it is for me, man. Like, I, I have very little thoughts about it. I mean, I man, I will watch a highlight or two just mm-hmm. to see like someone snowboarding and doing some crazy spin and twist and whatnot, and that's cool. But I'm not gonna sit and watch the entire event. Um. I barely watch hockey during the regular season. Like, what am I going to do? Watch? Why am I going to watch Olympic hockey? Um, I, 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 <clears throat> the only thing I'll say is Olympic hockey because of the different rules. It's so much better than um, NHL. Do they let them fight? They don't let them fight, but the game, like, so they don't stop right it as much. So, <laughs> typical American <laughs> here for the violence. If there's no fighting in Olympic hockey, then. We're not playing hockey. I mean, we're playing, I don't know, not hockey. You just want want some violence. That's what you want. (laughs) Um, They had a nice little, um, like, WWE package hyping up the women's, the United States women's hockey team and the um, rivalry they have with the Canadian women's hockey team. (laughs) And, like, they basically explained, like, I think they've had – the hockey, I think they said in the last 12, 10 or 12 Olympics, uh, Winter Olympics, and literally it's either the United States or Canada winning. And they're like, oh, this builds a rivalry. And I'm like, well, that's great. It builds a rivalry between us, but what about the rest of the nations? What the hell are they for? I don't know. I don't know. 
I appreciate the um the WWE production they gave us between the two countries, but I'm not watching. God bless the women out there playing for the United States, but I'm definitely not watching that shit. Well, <clears throat> um, I appreciate a good promo package, okay? <laughs> hey, I'm all about promo packages. They're most of that I see are always on point and very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm not going to watch figure skating. I, I've never watched figure skating. I'm tired <laughs> of hearing Scott Hamilton's voice. The fact that I know who Scott Hamilton is, like, means I've watched too much figure skating in my lifetime. I'm glad you know. I'm like, okay, whoever that is. <laughs> Again, Give me a compelling story. Give me uh, Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. Again, then, you, you just want I'll violence. Give me Jeff Galuli. <laughs> you just want violence at all costs. It'll get me tuning in. It'll get me watching. It reminds me of those old uh, NES games. <clears throat> no, it was uh, Sega Genesis games where it was like uh, – mutant hockey mutant football <laughs> where like in the hockey game they would actually be allowed to fight and like after the fight someone get knocked out right and the referee would c- come in and he would the the um the winner he would send to a penalty box he'd be like fighting go to the penalty box for like three minutes and then to the loser he'd go fighting and losing go to the penalty box for five <laughs> minutes that's what you want you want to fight and the loser has to go in the penalty box for an extra amount of time Just want violence and rage. See, see what wrestling does, kids. It just makes you violent, angry at the world. <sighs> All right, moving on to the next topic. We're going to talk about Anthony's boy, his man. Wait, are you still there? Yes. All right, I'm making sure I don't look at you at all times during the podcast. Not calling you ugly. I just look at things. But we're here to talk about your mans. Tell the people who's your mans is. Uh, I don't know. Look at the embarrassment. He didn't want to talk about your mans. What was the third topic? (laughs) We're here to talk about Spotify and Joe Rogan. Your mans. Oh, my God. You're piling on. Everybody assumes I'm... Uh, yeah, I get enough of this from my other friends that text me Joe Rogan memes, and I'm like, okay, that's funny, I guess, but that's fine. <laughs> There's, I, I'm not an acolyte. You said I hurt. That's that's fine. That's okay. You can do it. <clears throat> Who are you really hurting when you're making these Joe Rogan <laughs> <All> jokes? <right. laughs> We're here talking about Anthony's band. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, boy. Um, boy, he is making it harder and harder to defend him. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Joe I think Rogan. that's the easiest way to put it, because even The Rock had to backtrack his defense of Joe. Rogan. Which, once again, just because someone's drowning doesn't mean you got to <laughs> reach in there and try to save them. Let them drown. Maybe they're drowning for a good reason. Why? You know, in this instance, it looks like it. Sometimes you got to sit back, read, 
take and assess the situation before you plunge in. Right. Maybe this has gone just this has gone above beyond, you know, Joe Rogan versus Neil Young and misinformation and you know, whatever. Like this is <laughs> this is a, a big this is turned into a, 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 a <clears throat> this is really turned into the media versus Joe Rogan. Which is weird and, considering how he's become part of the media. And can we talk about how the dude from Fear Factor and the aborted second coming of the man show is like one of the biggest media moguls in the game right now? Like he is the biggest right now. Like I, how did that happen? Um because and I'm not gonna say it's because he tells the truth and all that kind of crap compared to like CNN or Fox or whatever, because they all have, they all have an agenda. Okay. Everybody has an agenda. Even Joe Rogan has an agenda. And, but the thing about him is that he is just a guy. And the thing about his podcast, the the reason, one of the reasons why him, Mark Marin at the time, Chris Hardwick was doing a podcast that I was listening to. You know, and then just watching all the sports shows that we grew up on was a big reason why I wanted to do something like this. It's for us to just talk and gab and just bullshit and, and talk about things that we're interested in and interested in and whatnot. And and what makes his so successful is that he talks about what he wanted about things that interest him. He has people that he finds interesting on his show and he talks to them. He just talks to them for God bless almost three hours, at least three hours sometimes. And obviously the guests have grown more and more controversial. Um, <clears throat> but at the same time, half the people that he's had on, I've never even heard of. I don't, I don't I'm not familiar with these anthropologists and, uh, you know, you know, um, experimental psychologists and you know, whatever, whoever, you know, these other MDs that aren't, you know, that isn't Sanjay Gupta, that isn't Dr. Oz, the doctors that we're familiar with because we see him on TV. <clears throat> Although he has had Dr. Sanjay Gupta on his show. He has had Dr. Phil on his show. Um, but it's just what may, has made him so popular is just he he sits and has a conversation with people. He finds a way to draw it out for three hours. Um, and I don't, know, I don't know. There's just something in between those three hours that takes place that, that, uh, that you know, um, that grasps people. I can't listen to a whole three-hour podcast with Who's his most recent one? Dr. Randall Carlson. I can't. Listen. I can't. I can't listen to a three-hour uh, podcast with him and Neil deGrasse Tyson. And he's done many episodes with Neil deGrasse Tyson, a world-renowned astrophysicist. I can't listen to that for three hours because at some point they're going to be talking about astrophysics for an hour and a half. The other, they're going to be bullshitting because Neil deGrasse Tyson is into like jujitsu as well, and I think it was a. He was a college wrestler or a high school wrestler or something like that. So he 
you know, he, he likes talking about, you know, the athletics, you know, athletic side that Rogan's into wrestling, MMA, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I can't listen to that because <clears throat> he's going to, he's going to start talking about something that I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have time to follow, to follow along. And to, that's why I'm not an astrophysicist. Um, but I think part of what makes it so popular is just you get it, you, it's not a quick soundbite interview with these people. You watch The Tonight Show, right? We've watched The Tonight Show for 30 plus years now in some form, whether it's Jay Leno or Johnny Carson or Jimmy or Conan, whoever. And it's the same, it's always been the same format. It's a five to seven minute interview and it's, we're hitting on these notes and that's it. This is the longest you've talked the entire podcast and it's about Joe Rogan. Continue. I <laughs> but I think it's, you know, because I I understand why the show is popular. Um, I don't understand when he, how he became the voice of some, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It, it, it's, it's weird because he's, because he's, he's become so powerful. Like who, like you said, who expected that from the fear factor guy from some dumb comedian, essentially. So go back to what you said uh, about Joe Rogan kind of inspiring you to do this. I feel the same way too. Joe Rogan inspired me because I was so tired of listening to podcasts that just had mediocre white dudes on it. Sure. Like I, it's, it's just the same thing over and over. It's just white dudes talking about everything like use uh, not just Joe Rogan, but like Bill Simmons when they talk about mm -hmm. basketball and it's him and two other white dudes talking about it. It's like, well, do or like when um, the ringer has an article of talking about <clears throat> like hip hop music and the, the whole staff that's writing <laughs> right. it, it's like six white people. It's like, yeah. come on guys. What do you, what, what do y'all know? Something's it's, missing here. <laughs> yeah. Something's missing, you know, look around. Yeah. And, and that's why I wanted to do this. And I, of course I enjoy talking to you and the stuff we talk about, but it's like, yeah. I want to be a voice for, you know, people who look like me. And mm -hmm. think like me, and instead of being like the same white person over and over again talking about, you know, like I said, the same shit, and not not giving any opportunities to any people of color to hop on the mic and say something different. So yeah, that's right. part of it because that's what Joe Rogan think it is to me. And one of the things that Joe Rogan does that he um, that I've seen white people gravitate to is this whole, oh, he talks to both sides. Everyone gets equal play. You know, all ideas are shared and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but the problem is all ideas are not equal. Like, mm -hmm. we've seen TV shows and movies where, like, the main <clears throat> characters are stuck in a problem and, you know, one of the uh, characters say, hey, we need an idea. There are no stupid ideas. And then someone gives an idea that's so mundane, they immediately shut that person up. There are bad ideas. Right. Like we got to stop. No, of course. Like, like just like anything's allowed to be said and it's okay. It's like, no, there's sh people have shitty ideas like slavery or the Holocaust, things like that. Mm -hmm. And so when you have people who go come on there and they say, 
slavery wasn't that bad or Holocaust deniers or anti-vax or, uh, oh, I don't know, a dude who says that you should be taking ivermectin for COVID. Meanwhile, um, and he sells ivermectin, which kind of seems like a um, contra- uh, conflict of interest. But what do I know? Sure. And he just gets he gets his past like oh well everyone gets an equal opportunity and and gets the top it's like not I, all ideas are equal mm-hmm. yeah and you know it's gonna sound funny or not funny it's gonna it might sound stupid but the reality is and it's not i'm it's not that i'm trying to defend joe rogan and deflect off of Joe Rogan. Go ahead, defend your mans. The reality is the problem with Joe Rogan is that the people that listen, a good amount of people that listen to him, listen to him, you know? They listen and they, instead of, instead of listening to the conversation, and thinking about the conversation, they just listen to the conversation. So if you hear him say, well, I don't know if, you know, I don't know if you should take the, the vaccine right now because we don't know, you know, what's going on. Well, people just take that to heart. I listened to him say that on, a, on an episode. I, I remember, you know, I've, I've listened to him talk about it. But at the same time, I was like, <clears throat> I really can't afford to listen to this guy, you know? So did you see the video um, where he had like a literal scientist on? They were talking about the dangers of um, a heart issue that Mm -hmm. COVID caused. uh, What was it? Um, God, do you remember what it was? The issue? Uh, Something in teenagers. Um, It's like a... It's like a heart inflammation. It's not really M. I don't remember what it is, but basically myocarditis. Myocarditis. Thank you. Joe Rogan was trying to say, oh, well, the vaccine causes causes it as well. And the, the science was like, well, no, we've done the, the science, we've done the tests, and it shows that, you know, COVID causes this more often than the vaccine does. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Well, I read this, that, and the third. And like they go back and forth for a while until finally one of Joe Rogan's off guys pulls up an article. Producer. Expo- yeah, it's producer explains no, the scientists, you know, the guy who gets who went to school for this mm-hmm. <laughs> and spent a lot of money learning about this shit was right that COVID causes like, I think what, it was like 40 times in uh, your chance of catching this heart inflammation than the vaccine does and of course joe can't say he's wrong he's like oh no but i was talking about in young men it's like no the study said that as well mm-hmm. and that's one thing that it, it's annoying as hell to me because like here you have someone who is just blatantly explaining to you what what it is they have the all the letters behind their name they went to school for all this shit and all you are is a blowhard ufc podcaster and you think that your opinion means the same as that person and it just it just infuriates me 
because that's well, why that's why we're in the situation we're we're in now with COVID. Because too many people think they know be- better than people who actually went to school and went, you know, got a degree and actually learned things. Meanwhile, the doofus who couldn't pass high school chemistry is going to tell you about the truth about the vaccine because he saw it on a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's the you know again that's the issue is that the the overblown UFC guy is for whatever reason his voice it 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 um it's louder mm-hmm. and it's listened to by more people but that's that's but see that's what happens with all of these cults of personalities that's all I mean this is this is he's you just see- another this is another example of a cult of personality, someone that people listen to and people follow for whatever reason, instead of, um, instead of considering, considering what he's saying, you know, stopping and thinking about what he's saying. And it's the weirdest thing because they're the same people who will listen to him and follow his words like they're the Bible, but then turn around and call someone like me sheep for listening to the CDC and Biden and the government. It's crazy. It's like, but you do everything this dude that says. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, And and we we didn't even talk about the fact that he says nigger more times than I do. Boy, again, He's making it really hard for people to defend him because some people try, but I'm like, I don't have to defend the indefensible, even if I like you. Yeah. Context or no context. I mean, because in, in the, not that video, I'm not talking about that video, but what I'm talking about sound bites that have other sound bites that aren't that word. Other sound bites that have been taken from him, and it's not just him; it's it's all types of people. Where a sound bite is taken, a sound bite from a three-hour discussion, especially from a three-hour discussion, where a thirty-second sound bite is taken, mm-hmm. and it's used to completely skew what he said or what he meant or whatever. When that's taken out of context. Like I, or, or I need to know the full scope of the context of what was being said in that. I, I need more than just 30 seconds. And I, I think it's not just Joe Ogan, but I think, you know, you could listen to an interview on the tonight show and a 30 second clip could be taken out of context instead of listening to the entire interview. And my only pushback is on that is you're right. There are certain categories that like, you need to hear the whole thing. Right. A white man saying nigga is not one of them. Not <laughs> I, don't, saying, I, I don't I don't need the context of it. I don't need to right, know that right. you were using it in a historical term, like, oh, well, this is what they used to these old slave masters used to say. You said what they said. I don't need the context. It's like there's one no, word, there's one word you don't need to use, and that's it. It's like how like I am 35 years old and i don't use the f slur because it's not my word to use like i know it does not to use it and it's just crazy how you tell white people they do not use one word and they lose their fucking mind and i'm like i always say bro 
why do you want to use it so bad? And what category that would you use it in that wouldn't get your ass whooped? Because mm-hmm. you're not just going to be walking up and say, oh, yeah, that's my nigga. What's up? You're going to use it in the racial way that you already use it. <laughs> that's how you're going to use it. That's what right. y'all do. And so there are things that need context. That's not one of them. That's, that's the base. That's what I was getting to. Like I you understand, that's all I'm saying, right? I, I don't. I don't need context. I don't need context. Right, right. When I hear when I hear it's, a white person use that word or a non-gay person use the f slur, it's like, oh, I don't need context. You right. are. But as 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 my friend, mm-hmm. you understand that I'm not defending that particular. Instance. I should hope not. Right. Just making sure. <laughs> or else it's gonna be the last episode. Right. Context for other things, none whatsoever for that particular instance. And, you know, that's, again, guys making it really hard (laughs) for himself, for people to defend him. Man, because that was just, you know how people would, uh, I have a friend that he he went to go see way back in the day, The Passion Mm -hmm. of the Christ. And during the beating scene, Mm -hmm. He literally stood up in the crowd. And I'm sure other people in other theaters around the world have done this. Just literally stood up and said, enough already. <laughs> like, all right, we get it. Watching that video. Enough. We get it, okay? It's too much. I, I was just, my jaw draw, it. your jaw expands progressively as that video <laughs> continues because it's like, my God, he said it this many times and we're not even halfway through? I watched it like, damn, he said more than I do. <laughs> I said, uh, the day he said more than I did. God damn. <laughs> I, I, again, I don't understand the Joe Rogan thing. I never will. It's always been... <laughs> it's been... It's another example of how mediocre white men just advance in this society because I do not understand it at all, man. Um, I think that's all I got to say about Joe Rogan. Can we talk about Spotify? Yeah. Well, one one, one thing about, well, yeah, I'm not going to talk about Joe Rogan. I'm talking, I want to talk about Neil Young. Oh yeah, go ahead. The part of the one thing that I had, the one issue that I had with all of this was, you know, he didn't need to make it. Well, I guess he did. I mean, no, it's not. I mean, my thing is um, demand. You know, these these demands. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that he said. It's either me or him. Like, you know how this is going to go. What are you doing? I, like, it's like, what are you doing, man? You know you're not going to win this if you make that, like, if you make that statement. It's either him or it's me. You know it's going to be him. Instead of just saying, look, I think it would have been a bigger statement if he had said, look, I don't agree with what's going on. I don't agree with what he's saying. 
and I just don't want to be a part of this. If he, you know, I just would rather not be here or have my music on this service and I would like it removed. I mean, isn't that what he said? No, he said it's either him or me. He said Spotify can have Joe Rogan or it can have Neil Young. It can't have both. I think it would have been more more powerful if he had just said, "Please remove me." And I think it would it would. Um, I think it would have encouraged more impactful artists to make the same move. Because the artists that have pulled themselves, that have themselves pulled, are not, you know, the biggest names that, you know, like you'll see Joni Mitchell and you'll see the other guy and the other guy and India Ari and some other guy. Like who, I don't know any of these other people. I know, I know three of these people by name, but I don't know. My, my response to that is like, if Joe Rogan, if a three and a half minute video of Joe Rogan saying nigga a bunch of time, is it going to make you want to pull your shit from Spotify? Anything Neil Young does isn't going to make you want to. True. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And as far as like him making the dec- decorations or, um, you know, the ultimatum, New Young is how old? 70 something. Yeah, 70 old man. He do not have time for this. Mm. He's like, fuck that dude. It's either him or me. Like, if there was a, if, like, if we were somewhere at, like, we worked together or something, and there was some racist dude at, like, at the Astros, you think I wouldn't go to Cedric and tell him it's either him or me? I mean, that's some shit you just gotta you guys gotta stand up for and fight for. And when it comes to racism, I'm always gonna be like, it's either him or that it's either that dude or me. Right. Well, in this sense, it wasn't that statement was made before that video came out. So it wasn't about that. It was about his spreading misinformation or whatever. But I don't blame him. And you're spreading misinformation about a vaccine that saved hundreds of millions of lives and kept so many people out of the hospital around the world. And you're saying it's dangerous. Why? Because you don't want to take it. Like <laughs> I got no respect for somebody who's willing to say, you know, fuck this money. You're, you're just, you're fucking up things for everybody. And it's like Spotify doesn't even pay their artists enough anyway. So it's like he can afford to just like, you know what? <laughs> it's not even worth the money. Yeah, New Young can sit in his house. He's 70 some years old. He's about to meet the Lord soon. And just say, fuck it, man. I got all the money I need. Mm-hmm. And that guy's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Never underestimate the power of just saying, fuck that dude. He's a dick. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Uh, but back to well, it's about Spotify. Yeah. So let's get past the Joe Joe Rogan. So Spotify has a huge problem, and it has really nothing to do with Joe. Well, sort of, but it doesn't have much to do with Joe Rogan. I should say mm-hmm. the problem with Spotify is they are losing listeners and they're losing growth. That's yeah, expected. That's expected of all any kind of streaming service. Not all just streaming service. service, like 
you talk about streaming music, streaming uh, TV shows like Netflix, APO, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Max. And I don't know if you saw it, but Facebook is losing people. Well, yeah. Because there's nothing to do on Facebook except spread inform- misinformation and <laughs> bitch about shit. Well, here's the other problem. There's <clears throat> only so many people in the world. What's that? There's only so many people in the world. Right, right. Like, if you're Facebook, you're everywhere in the world. And, you know, there's, only, I think, 7.5 billion people in, in on Earth right now. Eventually, you're going to hit a level cap because there are people who you can't reach, mm-hmm. people who don't want anything to do with your, your platform, people who are just going to get tired of your platform and go somewhere else. TikTok, Twitter, and, you know, for Spotify, people go to places like Tidal Music, Apple Music, things like that. And Spotify's biggest problem right now is they bet heavily on podcasts and that motherfucker came up snake eyes did yeah. you know did you know they they, sh- they shut down their podcasting studio last month i did not yeah they sh- they shut down they're basically out of the publishing and all they're doing is hosting wow because they so they spent 100 million on Joe Rogan. They mm-hmm. spent 60 million on what's her daddy? Or who's your daddy? Yeah. The barstool thing. Whatever yeah. they spent on Bill Simmons and his Ringer podcast. Mm-hmm. They they like I said, they gambled on podcasts. They gambled on the fact that if people if they pay these people to become exclusive to podcasts mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, become exclusive to Spotify, then their fan base will follow them over. The problem is their fan base has not followed them over. Cause if you're like a fan of Bill Simmons and he takes his like football podcast and it goes uh, exclusive to Spotify, guess what? There are 500 other football podcasts that you can find for free. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. The problem is they thought all these people, these popular people would be able to bring their audience over and it doesn't have people have just gone away and found other podcasts. Right. So for me, like in, in for me as an example, mm-hmm. like I used to watch Joe Rogan's podcast on YouTube because it's on YouTube. The screen is easy to navigate and it's easy to jump back and forth from you know if i'm working on something um and yeah it just you know i can i can have it as a tab with all the other tabs you know other websites i'm looking at and for i guess maybe five years now i've had a spotify premium account premium account ad free Mm-hmm. family account I, you know it's a shared account so my family i you know my family is on it as well i have a shared account too shout out to laura grace thank you <laughs> big shout out yeah. um <clears throat> you know I, I like ad free music i mean i'm this i just I can't stand i don't know if you remember remember me talking about this but they used to run a commercial where Samuel L. Jackson would sing Al Green's Let's Stay Together. Mm-hmm. Classic. A classic song in music history. Al Green, Let's Stay Together. One of the best songs of all time. 
not when it's sung by Samuel L. Jackson, who is not a professional singer. I said, I never want to hear that voice sing that song ever again. And I signed up for premium <laughs> that day. And thankfully, my money has been well spent because I've never heard that song since sung by that man. So, um, so I've had premium for a long time, way before these popular podcasts were coming over. And here's the thing. I don't listen to them as much. I don't. I. I. I have access to an ad-free show. Apparently, mm-hmm. it's really not that ad-free. They still get ads in there, but I. I just there's something about moving over to Spotify. I just couldn't wrap my head around where I'm like, I, I want to watch this now. It's um, it's a big problem, and I'm a Spotify user. And I still don't watch the podcast. They yeah. gambled on podcasts and they gambled on people coming over once they paid the popular podcast people to come over. And it just never happened. I mean, I don't know. You listen to the uh, last podcast on the left. They were Spotify exclusive for a while. And then um, a little earlier this year, they found a deal somewhere else. And mm-hmm. all their old podcasts that were Spotify exclusive, now they're back everywhere again. Yeah. And everything that's on, that was on Spotify, it's, it's, it's there. It's not restricted. Mm-hmm. So there's not really a long-term advantage to grabbing these deals, except, you know, for the money for the creator. If you're a podcaster. Yeah. They're money, but that's great. But like, if Spotify came to us and like offered us a deal to be a Spotify exclusive, I, I think about it. I'm not going to lie. I'd say I wouldn't think about it, but it really yeah. like Spotify, even for us, we're on Spotify and everything. It's not our biggest thing. Like when people listen to our podcast, Spotify is like, I think uh, second or third, mm-hmm. like behind Apple Music and something else. Yeah, it's like in the 40%, our biggest listening is Amazon Alexa, 51%. Yeah. So I don't know. Thank you, whoever's listening to us on Amazon Alexa. We, th- we appreciate it. I, I don't know what they do because they're, like I said earlier, they're in the same boat that Facebook is in. It's like, what do you do when you can't get any more growth, but you promise all these investors and such that you keep growing basically until the end of time? Like I, I got one solution as a terrible solution, raise prices. Which one turn make more people leave? Right. That's ultimately what's going to happen. Because it happens to all of them. Every streaming service I have is gone. Yeah, fuck you, Netflix. I'm getting rid of Netflix very soon. I don't use it enough. I don't watch it. My family doesn't watch it. Uh, they've got access and they barely watch it. Uh, you know. That's Honestly, why, the, that's why you I, see um, uh, HBO Max. They have all these tier pricing now because they came out the gate too too high. Like, what were they? $15, 16 dollars. Yeah. 
And then, uh, honestly, the one that I use the most is probably the Disney bundle. Mm. And I really haven't kept up with anything on Disney lately, but I use ESPN Plus for UFC. Um, I, I've gotten more and more into the free articles or the, the articles on the Insider. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hulu, I, I watch stuff on Hulu and my family uses Hulu as well, so. I tell you, the one that gets the most run in my house now, YouTube Premium. Mm. Just turning on, because I follow a lot of YouTubers and I enjoy turning their on, them on and just watching <laughs> YouTube channel, not having to worry about like any commercials. Um, YouTube music. The app is like it's so it's so crazy because I never thought I'd be the one to actually use the premium because like oh commercials aren't bad. Then I got it for free for th- like three months. Uh-huh. And like um I think my thing is up, uh my free trial is up in May and it's like 12 bucks a month. And guess what? YouTube's getting that money. <laughs> yeah. If you can watch live stuff on it, why not? And the only other two things that get they get run right now in my house are uh, Peacock, of course, the WWE, uh, Paramount Plus because I don't have basic cable anymore, and Paramount Plus they have CBS, so I've been watching the um, the NFL games on there, mm-hmm. and then Sling, yeah, and all that shit is like I've been looking. Oh, okay, no, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say that really. The only thing that I, I've I worry about, and really just for my family, just because my folks got into it so much the past year and a half, is baseball. Oh, buddy! And I'm luckily, t- we have time. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> we have all the time in the world. We might be lucky to get sixty games. Right. Uh, buddy, I'm telling you right now what I'm doing for baseball next year. You want to tell me off camera? Um, no, because people have been doing this already. I'm just get. I'm just, I'm probably going to do the same thing next year with the NBA. I'm just going to buy the NBA league packs and the, um, MLB, um, what is the extra, well, not extra innings. What's it called? Where they have all the shows. The, um, we have all no, the games, not the shows. My bad. I'm, I'm. I'm looking into my MLB app and it's like, what the hell are you doing here? MLB.tv? Yeah, MLB.tv. <clears throat> I'm getting a VPN, setting it to like Chicago and I'm watching all the Houston sports that way. Like, I'm not the first person to come up with this. You've been doing this for a while. <laughs> we'll talk because I might need some assistance. Yeah, and since I got T-Mobile, the MLB TV is free. It's been free like for the past whew, four, five, six years. Nice. Yeah, but uh, speaking of that, I really think in the next 10 years, sports teams are just going to offer a um, 
a prize for you to watch the home games? I would consider it for sure. This is because they got to be losing money with these with people just cutting the cable. Because mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, you can watch like the NBA. You can watch all these teams on league pass, but because of blackout restrictions and such and so forth, you can't watch your home team. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they change it. We're like, oh, you paid us 20 some dollars a month and you can watch all your home team games. And basically, you're just locked into that one team. So you pay 20 for your home team and then you pay like 60 for everybody's games. Mm-hmm. Like, personally, there's too much money just being left on the, on the ground floor for them not to do that. Uh, anyway, back to what we're talking about Spotify. Spotify's big issue. Their issue isn't Joe Rogan. He's a huge issue. And for all those people who talk about Joe Rogan and how Spotify needs to let him go, they're not going to drop him. They pay too much money um, right, they, for him. And, and also, Joe Rogan on Spotify means his, his um, media and everything, he's stuck on Spotify. He's exclusive there. So the chance of him actually spreading or less than if he were Ollie Ollie Oxen free and able to put his his stuff everywhere on YouTube, Apple and all that. Right. <laughs> and keeping him on Spotify is actually lessening <laughs> his influence, believe it or not. And you know, for anybody that is defending him or whatever that, you know, for anybody that thinks that that Spotify is um all about free speech or whatever, you know, however you want to you know, win a win for free speech or whatever. This is not Spotify does not care about free speech and any of that stuff. They carry they care only about what we all care about is the almighty dollar. Mm-hmm. And they've invested a lot of money in Joe Rogan, so they've already invested it. He's worth a lot of money. I mean, he is. I mean, yeah, his influence isn't spreading as quickly and rapidly as as it was before because he is exclusive to Spotify, but his name is still a commodity that is worth something. And that's what Spotify chose. They they chose that brand. Yeah, you're not money making brand. Not not because he's this champion for free speech, but because he's worth money. Yeah, you're not gonna <clears throat> you're not gonna trick me into believing that Spotify didn't know about Joe Rogan before giving him that money. There's a reason why like a hundred and so of his episodes have just disappeared into the ether. <laughs> and that's, like he's gonna get his money, he's gonna get the rest of his contract. I don't think he's gonna get a second contract because I think Spotify is looking around seeing that the pause cast and game isn't for them anymore. Mm-hmm. Because they just failed to realize that anybody can do this shit. <laughs> like if Spotify got out of the podcasting game, like fully, like they dropped Anchor at, because Anchor is their hosting platform is uh, Spotify. If they drop that tomorrow, do you know how quickly that I would find another hosting platform? Like if I woke up and I got emails saying that Anchor was no more at like eight 
o'clock on Monday morning, by <laughs> nine o'clock, we'd have another host in pro- a platform. No, I mean, they gave it a shot and it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So. so now the question is, what the hell are they going to do? Because they're a, corpor- they're a corporation that wants to make money. Mm-hmm. And it's their market share fell by like 25%. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are you going to do? That's a good question. One that I'm not going to answer because they don't I mean, pay me. Uh, I already answered it. They're just going to increase prices like that. Right. That's the only option. <laughs> like, even if saying, they maybe I, maybe I had another answer and uh, I didn't want to, you know, sorry. tease it by saying, "Ah, you got to pay me." No, I'm what sorry. the answer? I'm sorry, I, I burst your bubble. Have an answer, though. <laughs> we have an answer. It's a bad answer, but it's the only answer that they're going to have. Loves your answer. It's the only answer. Right. You got to increase the price. If you can't increase uh, the number of patrons you have on your app and you can't be putting ads on there because people are paying for ad free stuff, you, there's only one option. <laughs> We're seeing it with Disney Plus and Netflix and Hulu and everybody else. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're done with that topic. Let's get to the final topic of the night. We've been talking for a while, and that is the Super Bowl. Big game. Yes. Football. (laughs) You sound completely unprepared for this. As opposed to which episode? Um, All right, that's fair. That's fair kind of shit talking yourself but that's fair <laughs> all right uh, we talked about the super bowl a little bit the last time we were on we were we waited a while to pick teams to pick the winners to see if there's any injuries or any news that came out um rest uh, you know you're mad the year gets caught pro- um so let's do a prostitute not this year not this not so yet far. Not, not yet, yet. we're recording on friday there's still a chance <laughs> um so yeah man who you got Oh, man. I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I'm riding with Joe Burrow. I um been impressed. He's, he's beaten everybody so far. I mean, he's beaten the top quarterbacks so far. So I'm, I'm rolling with Joe. You got MVP of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say Joe Mixon. I think he's going to have to be a big part of this game if they want to, If they have, a, if they want a chance to win the game, because um, I'm sure your biggest argument for me against me picking Cincinnati is. Can Joe Burrow stay upright? Can the offensive line not get him killed in this game against Aaron Donald, against Von Miller? <clears throat> and those are perfectly valid points. Um, so I think they're going to have to attack the ball with the run game heavily. Maybe not totally, but for sure heavily. And I think it's going to open up some 
you know, moments for him to, to have a big run, to score a big, big touchdown or two. Uh, so I'll go with Joe Mixon. So Joe Mixon is your choice? Yeah. And you're taking the Bengals. You want to give a final score? Uh, I'm never no? going to these. Uh, oh, what the hell? I'll say <laughs> 30 to 24. Okay. 30 to 24. Man, I really like Joe Burrow. I think he's the best quarterback in the game. I trust him more than I trust um, Sam Darnold. That's the right one? No, Sam Bradford, sorry. Um, Sam Bradford? Wait, who the hell is the quarterback for the Rams? Matthew Stafford. God, sorry. <laughs> All those white boys <laughs> running together. I'm sorry. <laughs> The thing I keep coming back to is Von Miller and Aaron Donald playing spades in the uh, Bengals uh, backfield. There's, I can't. You can't go against those two. Of course, I, like, no, I I, like, like out of all the ways that the my like, both teams can win, the simplest way to to me is Aaron Donald and Von Miller wrecking shop. Mm-hmm. Um. Jalen Ramsey shuts down or at least slows down uh, uh, Jamarcus Chase. Jamar. Jamar Chase, sorry. And Cooper Cup and um, uh, LBJ just go crazy against the Bengals secondary. Like, that feels like the most logical conclusion to me. Again, it's hard to argue against you on that one. I mean, I get it. I totally get that. You've made probably the strongest argument for, you know, for a team in this year. And, and that's, yeah, that's the best one. So, I mean, I don't blame you. And I see that. I, of course I see, I read you loud and clear. So I'm going to take the Rams Final score of God. When's the last time we had a blowout in the Super Bowl? Ooh, um, twenty-seven to three. Oh nope, that's just one half. Score. That is a good question. Last time we had a blowout. Uh, would you count? No. I was going to say Kansas City, San Francisco. Because that was 31 <clears throat> to 20. But I'm trying to do a game where. Oh, it was I found it. Denver, Carolina. Back in no. 2016. Hmm. Oh, oh. Seattle, Denver. Yep. There you go. What was that? Super Bowl 48? Yes. So it's been a long time since we just had an ass whooping. So I think we're <laughs> due. I think we're due. I'm taking the Rams, let's say 41-17. Woo! Wow, 41-17. Yeah. 
<clears throat> All right, man. Yeah, we haven't seen a good ass whooping in a while. I was listening to a uh, Bamani Jones podcast today with uh, he was talking to Dominique Foxwork, and they were talking about all the Super Bowls like in the 80s and I think going into the 90s. There were blowouts, and there was like over a 20 year period, 10 of them were just ass whoopings. Wow, and we don't really see that too much now. 81 Oakland 27 to 10 over Philly. 83, Washington, 27 to 17 over Miami. 84, the LA Raiders, 38, Washington, 9. 85, San Francisco, 38, Miami, 16. 86, 86 Bears. Yep, 46. For that vaunted defense, the team that was all about defense, they scored 46 to 10. Mm-hmm. 87, the Giants over the Broncos, 39 to 20. 88, Washington, 42 to 10 over Denver. 89. Uh, 89 was a close one, but look at it. 90, 55 to 10, San Francisco over Denver. Mm-hmm. Wow, you're not kidding. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the there were a couple. Were, the yeah. 80s really was the decade of excess. And then look at 93 and 94, Dallas, Boat Race, and Buffalo both years. Mm-hmm. Uh, 49ers. Set, yeah, 49ers said, yeah. So it's like we're we're all the way down to like, let's see, 99, Denver, 34, Atlanta, 19. So like 20-year period, there's like 10, 11 blowouts. Mm-hmm. So we're due? You're saying we're due? <laughs> I'm just saying we haven't had one in – uh, what? What's that? 2014, eight years. Mm-hmm. Well, Tampa Bay, Kansas City. 31-9. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was a weird game. I guess we don't think about that one too many blow up. Uh, because Kansas City always feels like they can score 14 points at any time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going 41 17. That's the, my right. final score. I'm, I'm, I'm predicting an ass whooping. I like it. In their home stadium, too. This is <laughs> yeah. second year in a row that the Super Bowl has hosted their own team. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're also picking 2 0. Not 2 0, because there have been home teams that have played in their home stadiums and haven't won. So it's going to be an ass. I just think it's going to be blowout. I'm just, I'm, I feel like by halftime, the most interesting thing about Super Bowl is going to be the commercials. Oh, my MVP, um, I'm taking Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. Because I just want the situation that hurts Cleveland the most. <laughs> right. I feel like I do. Also, if he wins MVP, we gotta um, show some love to his daddy, the That's agent right, of the man. year. That's you're not kidding. Yeah, they should have gave him award at the at the NFL um, players award <laughs> the other night, like sports agent of the year, Odell, Odell Beckham Senior, for getting his son the fuck out of Cleveland. I'm sure he'll. I'm sure LA will take care of him. Mm-hmm. 
and Jamar Chase. That's right. And that's that's it. Nice. Oh, <laughs> did you hear about Mattress Mac? Uh, what is he betting? Four million again on uh, Cincinnati. He's made two bets: one for four point five million, the other one for five. So he's making two bets on both teams. No, all on the Cincinnati. He's all in with Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I always love the stories that they post on ESPN because it's basically him driving from Houston to the first rest stop in Louisiana, <laughs> stopping, pull out his phone, and making a bet. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. God bless Mattress Matt. All right. Um, anything else, my friend? That's it, man. I'm looking forward to the game. I'm excited. I, you know, it's the last game of the season. You know, we'll have a few months to get ready and uh, see what Levy Smith has has in store for the Texans. So. Uh, <laughs> oh, but you want to talk about that real quick? Sure. Levy Smith. Um, Hired as a head coach of the Houston Texans. Um, I want give me your thoughts real quick. Oh man, you know, my the ideal situation that I was hoping for, or at, at initially I was hoping for, but then I realized oh that meant he wouldn't be able to really pick his own staff. Um, would have been Brian Flores as the head coach, mm-hmm. and Lovey Smith, defensive coordinator, because. The defense played hard for him last year, him and David Kelly. When I saw that he was the defensive coordinator for the year, I I was impressed, really. It wasn't, I mean, you know, it wasn't a winning football team, but it wasn't a a god-awful defense. And so I thought, oh, man, that would have been cool to keep him, to retain him as D.C. But, um, But now, you know, it's a different situation. He's still going to be calling the plays for defense. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, hope springs eternal. Isn't that what it's always called? So maybe it's foolish optimism. You're just hoping for the best, but. um, I'm glad you uh, have hope. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's, um, he's clearly a guy that's going to take it seriously. Of course. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at least um, at least he is a guy that the players are going to respect. You know, they've seen his track record. They see what he's capable of doing, even though he hasn't really done it lately. Um, but, you know, he's a football guy. He's a, he's, he's a football guy through and through. And, you know, I think that'll help us edge out a few extra wins, hopefully. They wanted to hire Josh McCown so Oh, bad. God, it's the... They wanted that man <clears throat> so bad. Here's how bad they wanted Josh McCown. They wanted him so bad that I watched the press conference. I never watch these new hire press conferences mm-hmm. for any team. I watched the Lovey Smith one because it was... Because I figured it was going to be very uncomfortable. Him handling, well, he handled all the questions, but Nick Casario, watching him squirm when they were asking him, you know, what happened to Josh McCown? You know, I thought this was your guy. Well, no, no, he never really was. You're lying through your teeth. It's like every reporter 
at ESPN is reporting the same thing that they wanted him so bad. Yeah. They wanted to hire Josh McCowan with the intensity of a thousand sons and <laughs> someone, I don't know if it was in the Texans front office or the NFL office, but someone said, uh, uh, it's too hot right now. It's, the block is hot right now. You need to call <laughs> hot in fish, hotter than fish grease right now. You can't do it. <laughs> They want that man so bad. Mm-hmm. And at first I was, um, at first I was like upset. I was like, man, you want to hire this dude, this white dude, Josh McCowan. He has no coach experience at all over someone like Brian Flores. But then I, I thought about, I was like, you know what? This is a complete rebuild job. Mm-hmm. And the black, the black coaches always get that shit and then get, you know, tossed aside <clears throat> after two years. One in David uh, two, yeah, yeah, two, three years so they can bring in the white coach they want to, to quote unquote coach him up because he has the intelligence that the black guy doesn't. So I'm like, let the white guy handle this. Let these losses be on his record because you know they 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 want him so bad that he could have been here five, six years with no repercussions, no matter how bad it got. But again, they wanted Josh McCowan. They offered him the assistant head coach position back in 2020. Mm-hmm. That's how long they won. They interviewed him for the head coach position last year before hiring David Cully. They've wanted this man to be the head coach <laughs> of the Texans for two years. <laughs> and I'm at this point. I'm like, just why didn't you just give him the job? You're already a laughing stock. Mm-hmm. Wait, Dave Kelly. I mean, not Dave Kelly. Um, Lovey Smith has his job now. I hope it goes better for him than it did back in um, Tampa Bay. Did you do you know what happened to him in Tampa Bay? Right? Um, no. Okay, so they hired him. Oh, let me check. Let me make sure. Lovey Smith. I think it was. Oh, I want to say it was 2017. Okay. He was hired in 2014 to be head coach of the Bucks. Mm-hmm. That first year they went two and fourteen. Yes, I remember that. The second year they went ten and six, and they fired him because they wanted to give. They were so afraid of their offensive coordinator um, Cutter. Mm-hmm. Um, he had done such a a job. I won't even say good job, but he had done such a job with. Um, with uh, Jameis Winston, that they were afraid that he would be snatched away by another team. So they gave him the head uh, coaching job. And let's go see what his uh, record was. Can't be good because I've never even heard of the guy.
Dirk Cutter, that was his name. I knew it. Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the head coach. Nineteen, uh, three years, nineteen and twenty-nine. <laughs> and his first year was the best year. He went nine and seven, and then it backed it up with back-to-back five and eleven years. Jeez. One step forward, two steps way back. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll see. Hopefully, they won't fire him for some white dude they think is better. That's all we can do at this point. Mm. <clears throat> all the franchises in Houston, that's the one I have the least faith in. Well, it's the one that's going to take the longest. It's the one without a plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Anything else, my man? That's all I've got. All right. Uh, so next podcast we get on here let's talk about the nba all the trades and went through rockets really do anything um harden ben simmons trade uh we'll tr- pick our favorites and who we think's going to win the title all right sounds good all right so bring that next week enjoy uh, the super bowl enjoy the super, enjoy bowl. super bowl everybody enjoy. we're gonna wager uh do you want to wager are you sure about that, buddy? Yeah. You're 0 and 3. Well, 0 and 2 with an asterisk because I let that Bobby Lashley one slide. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right, we'll let this slide. Okay, so we'll be back next week talking about the NBA trade deadlines. And um Thank you all for listening, subscribing, sharing. We appreciate it very much. And like Anthony said, enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy all your fattening food. I think I'm going to make some stir-fried rice. Ooh. That reminds me. I got to show you this YouTube video of this dude called Sam the Cooking Guy. Delicious, mm-hmm. st- delicious shit all the time. All right. So let's get out of here. And we'll be back next week. For Anthony, I'm the Quincy. Later. Thank you.